Okay. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to No Exit. Welcome back. Welcome back to No Exit. Well, welcome back to No Exit. <laughs> to, welcome back to Blood Alley. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Blood Alley. <laughs> to Blood Alley. Jason was No Exit recording live in Blood Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, recording so- live from. Blood Alley. <laughs> they call it because all of the murders. So we're back. We're back. In um, the saddle again. Back Ow. in the saddle again. It is, uh, right now it is Super Bowl Sunday as we're oh, recording yeah. this. <laughs> That's um, so funny. We haven't the big uh, men are going to fight each other today. the very end of um, November, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. So this is our first time recording in a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was, no, we did. We did record in November. That's right. Um, anyway, this is our first time recording in a hot minute. We recorded mm-hmm. If It's Gay, We Play for the same, for, uh, also for the first time in a long time today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been longer since we recorded If It's Gay, We Play than it has oh. since we recorded No Exit. So anyway. Anyway. We're back. Welcome back. Um, we, uh, we're sorry that we took such a long break. We didn't intend to take such a long break. And the uh, the Buffy episode that released recently was recorded um, a couple months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, now we're back in the saddle, and it feels good to be back. It does. It feels great to be back. It felt really yeah. good to record uh, Goop this morning, which mm-hmm. is what I'm calling it, because that is also the name of Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow's dangerous self-help website. Do you know that they, so- they sold out of candles that smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's vajayjay? I hate... <laughs> This country so much <laughs> for an increasingly diverse list of reasons. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I would like to apologize for uh, taking such a long break. It wasn't on purpose. Um, I could make as many excuses as I want, but the uh, reality is that um, I was in jail. <laughs> no, Wendy's lying. She's doing a good for you. Oh, um, also, before we explain where we've been, we mm-hmm. should explain who we are. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy Warzone. I'm your host, Hannah Hill Child. <laughs> My pronouns are she, her, hers. My pronouns are also she, her, hers. Um, I like Hannah Hill, kind of, because it's like Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Yeah. It's like an old, like, death rock, or not right, death rock, but like an old, like, horror, horror punk reference. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, Maybe you should drop the child and just be Hannah Hell. I'm just going to be Hannah Hell. It'd be like you've, um, you used to have a hyphenated name, but you got divorced. Yeah. Well, 2019 Hannah was Hannah Hell Child. Uh, I'm no longer the child. I've become the hell itself. 20, 2020. 2020, the year of Hannah Hell. And the year of Hannah Hell. So I've been reborn as Hannah Hell. I have been genuinely reborn since we last recorded. Um, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah c- c- carry on. I just anyway, um, I was in jail. We um, I was um, arrested for... Um, Being too sad. <laughs> you were in a, a jail, a prison of your own mind's creation. But yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true, actually. <laughs> it is, dude. Which is gothic as hell. Like, that's some Poe shit. Without all the uh, mm-hmm. incest of pedophilia. Yeah, you know what? I was going to say that I was arrested for throwing acid into the face of my ex-lover, which is also <laughs> very 19th century. It's very but gothic. that was... <coughs> I wish that was that true. That was not true. I mean, um, I don't... Okay, here's what it is. I do kind of wish that was true. I don't wish you were in jail for it, but uh-huh. I wish that you had done it. <laughs> I wish that it had happened yeah. and that you hadn't been caught. I mean, don't I don't... Police. <coughs> you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, carry on. 
It's hearsay. It's hearsay. It's hearsay. I don't think that anything that is like said on a comedy podcast ought to be admissible in court. <laughs> That's how Fox News keeps getting out of lawsuits is by claiming that they're a parody. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Really? That's Sarah. They've seriously won lawsuits because they claim that they're like, nobody could possibly take them seriously under parody law. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a right. pretty big bar. Okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> Again, so this I hate is this a. Country. Horror comedy podcast. Yep. Um, we make jokes about horror. Yes. Um, and uh, Hannah, and have you had anything spooky that's notable that you want to talk about? We just had a weird audio echo thing happen and I laughed and it sounded really scary. So that oh, was no. pretty spooky. I didn't hear that. The audio echo thing? No. You didn't hear the... Oh, you mean just now. Just now, like, dude. I was like... Okay. What? For some reason... Okay. I thought... That you meant again? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, earlier. Okay. Earlier. Just right. now is in like five, liter- five minutes and 11 seconds ago, okay. approximately. Gotcha. Um, what did I say? Fuck. I, I said I was going to talk about something before this thing, but I've forgotten. So let's just move on. Okay. Well, I have something spooky yes, that I'd you like should, to share. Yes, you should. Tell me so, some, some spookiness. Um, spookiness that has been going on in my life since we recorded last. I've been um, listening to a lot of the band Lucifer, mm-hmm. and they're a... Um, Swedish, uh, sort of like old school heavy metal band. Uh, they sound like they could be like a more sophisticated Black Sabbath. Uh, and I really like them. I strongly recommend their album Lucifer Two. Cool. Um, and I've also been watching a lot of um, horror movies, as is usual. Most notably, I finally saw Annihilation, which mm. was awesome. And then I also want to shout out: I watched the second season of Channel Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first season of Channel Zero was Candle Cove, and the second right. season is uh, the No End House, mm. and it's probably one of the like most genuinely frightening things I've seen on television. They have Boy. great monsters, really, really um, like novel, like unique looking uh, creatures. And on stuff, a spookiness so. scale of one to ten, where would you rank it in terms of how scary it is? Um, I, it's 10 so, being it's the so scariest personal. thing. Well, yeah, but yeah. for you, because, okay, here's, I understand mm-hmm. what you find scary more or less, kind okay. of, I think. So right. I'm not asking you to judge it for me. I'm just saying, what is your experience? Oh, for me personally? Yeah, honestly, 10 say, being the scariest thing you've ever seen. I would say it's a solid seven. Ooh, okay. Which for, for television, that's really scary. Scarier or less scary than the, than the scary parts of Haunting of Hill House? Scarier, I think. Okay. Less startling. Okay. It's not it's not a jump scare show. It's much more like a bleak, creepy, chilling. Ooh, that's way scarier. Yeah, that's way a- scarier. Absolutely, absolutely. So like things that stick with you a little more. Okay. So a lot much more unsettling than Haunting of Hill House. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Haunting of Hill House was definitely unsettled. There's a lot of dread in Haunting of Hill House, but mm-hmm. the dread was punctuated it's, by jump scares. Yes, and the Haunting of Hill House TV show um was very like gothic dread. Whereas very this gothic is dread. much more cont- uh, Channel Zero is much more contemporary. It's more, yeah. is it kind of like Signal Decay Dread? Well, I guess all creepypastas are kind of... I, not really okay. so much, but definitely yeah, like no, reality I, bending. I asked that, and then I remember that it's yeah. about a specific creepypasta. It's not just mm-hmm. a general, like... Because Channel right. Zero makes it sound kind of like it's just general, like, Signal Decay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember it was but about... But yeah, the each no season is, is Okay, so remind me, is the No End House... I'm going to describe what I think the No End House is, and then you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Um, is the No End House... It was originally, like, a click-through internet thing, and it was, like... A house that appeared in different... Fuck, that was spooky. What was that? It was the pipes. It was probably Kai. Um, uh, that uh, 
it like appeared in different places mm-hmm. and like people like got gothically kind of trapped in and pulled back to it and it was originally part of the horror of it was that it was like a, a, a first person thing on the internet that just like nobody knew where it came from or what happened to the people in it is that what i'm thinking of i maybe so i think the original the creepypasta it was written it was a first person narrative um that someone wrote as if you know as if yeah, it yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna uh, like, just look up the you okay. keep talking i'm okay. gonna look up the um and it, kind of describes like going through this this experience of going through this mysterious building that had separate rooms that were supposed to be designed to scare you okay and i think the premise is like if you like if you get all the way through it um like you'll never be heard from again like the people who make it through all of the rooms disappear i'm looking at it right now yeah okay Mm, i think i remember this was there like a bunch of mold in one of the rooms? I don't remember. No, I think that's I don't, a different one. I, I wasn't, I hadn't, I wasn't super familiar with the No End House okay. as a creepypasta before I watched the yeah. um, uh, episode of, of Channel Zero. Channel Zero. Mm-hmm. I am uh, uh, passingly familiar with a lot of them. Like I, I might just be aggregating a couple of different house-based mm-hmm. creepypastas because I think house-based scary stuff is so scary. I am. I was notably terrified by the first time I read mm-hmm. House of Leaves. I thought it was so fucking scary, <laughs> which because it plays. I think it plays on a lot of my anxieties. It comes up a lot in my therapy because mm-hmm. I grew up in an abusive home that, um, uh, or like abusive situations that like I have a lot of trauma associated with the with house like living. Like yeah, the house mm-hmm. being scary, like house uh-huh. being unsafe, and so we've talked about this. There's no like yes. catharsis for me in that mm-hmm. narrative, um, but I really like Taunting of Hill House. So like I'm I'm. Chipping out, chipping away mm-hmm. at it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and as I think I've said on this podcast before, unpopular opinion. I um, didn't think that House of Leaves was all that original. I know, but I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I um, and I, I'm very sorry to my dear friend, uh, my dear friends who have re- who recommended the book to oh. me because I didn't like it as much as you thought I would. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, House of Leaves was also from the 90s, so it's yeah. possible it's that it's like... from like around 2000. Yeah, it was like late 90s. I think it was like 1998. I'm I think pretty it, sure. I thought it came out in 2000. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was late 90s, but okay. we, it doesn't Same matter. Same difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, cult- yeah cult- same two difference. year difference. I'm pretty sure it was it was pre nine eleven. Mm-hmm. That's basically well, two th- well, nine uh, eleven was in two thousand one. I know, so, so I think it was. I think yeah. it. I think it was late nineties and okay. not like two thousand. But, but, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying is like the nineties ended with nine eleven. Right. I would argue. Okay. Yeah. Um. But regardless, it's a very nineties narrative. It was definitely written during the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah, I thought it was kind of pretentious and not as, and the story I didn't think was all that original. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. Um, sorry about it, but. It's, fi- it's fine. You don't have to apologize. Sorry about it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's strongly fair. recommended House of Leaves to me. Yeah. Um, I was also reading it shortly after being severely concussed. Yeah, but, that might have um, had something to do with it. Even so. Yeah. Um, not a great uh, book to read with a concussion because it's there's no it's not an easy physically it's not even an easy book to read. No, it involves it's not. a lot of effort. I took a lot of breaks to read manga instead. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't have a lot of like cognitive capacity. Yeah. But all this is beside the point. Yeah. Um the real point is um I don't like House of Leaves all that much. That's fine. Um, I'm just saying I read st- it and I said 
I've seen this movie. <laughs> My stance towards art on this mm-hmm. podcast is uh, you should never apologize for the things you like and don't like. Mm-hmm. And if other people want to hold them against the hold that against you, that's their problem and not yours. Anyway. What are we watching, Wendy? Um, so, oh, before we get into what we're watching, I wanted to um, shout out. Oh, yeah. Listeners. <laughs> Vamping to kill time. Well, okay. Wendy looks up the email she found it. Here we go. No, it's not an email. Right. It's a review. It's Wendy's reviews, not by Wendy. Ones that Wendy's reading from listeners. Let's go. Okay, um, I wanted to shout out Screaming Space Elliot Chen, who wrote us this awesome review um, a few months ago on iTunes. Uh, she uh, the uh, title of the re- review is Hecking Delightful. Nah. And uh, what Elia Chan says is, Wendy and Hannah are a goddamn delight to listen to and talk about horror movies, to listen to talk about horror movies and all the other tangents they go off on. There's a surprisingly wide variety within the category of horror, and Wendy's selections make obvious her love for the whole breadth of the genre. Uh, Says this podcast is like movie night with my super smart queer friends, and I love it. I've never gotten stuck at a Sonic drive-in, but as often as I go there, statistically, it's bound to happen eventually. (laughs) Also, Widget Meow's hideatory. Thanks, Screaming Space Elia-chan. Oh, I would also like to share with our listeners some brief sad news, because we announced it on the other podcast as well. Um, So Tori, as you may or may not know, actually belongs technically to her father, Ty, who lives, I've lived with for about four years. And Ty is moving out of our house to live above ground in a similar privacy situation. Um, And just to have a change of scenery, um, Ty is moving out in uh, late March, early April. And so Tori is moving me out with him. And it's, uh, it's very sad. It is genuinely very sad. And uh, you're going to have to adopt your own podcat. We are. We're, so the plan is to adopt a pair, a bonded adult pair of podcats in the okay. way that uh, Kai and I are a bonded adult pair of podcats. <laughs> so okay. um, that's the plan. But right. just so everybody knows, just so our gonna, listeners get a matching uh, feel- set. Of podcasts. That's the idea. People, p- please feel free to po- pause this podcast and take as long as you need to process uh, your grief about that information. And then uh, come on back so that we can talk about some cin- cinema in a goofy way. All right. So this week, uh, we uh, first of all, thanks to uh, listener Trent for recommending this movie. Thanks, Trent. Um, I have had this on the queue for a long time, and then we t- uh, didn't watch any movies or record any episodes for yeah. a long time. Um and I had to wait a while to get this from Netflix because it's kind. It's a cult classic. Mm. Uh, the film we're watching is called Psychomania. I don't know anything about it. All right. Well, based on the name, what do you think it's about? I bet there's some psychos that are going to go into a mania. No. Um, I <laughs> bet that it's going to be a really campy and sort of essentially plotless slasher. That's what I, I, I bet about it. That's my guess. Okay. Well, you're definitely, you're right about at it being very campy and essentially plotless. Cool. <laughs> but it's not a slasher. Um, this movie is also known as The Death Wheelers. Um, and it is a British uh, horror cult film from 1973. Okay. Is it about cars? Why is it called Wheelers? It is it about is, motorcycles? It's about motorcycles. Motorcycle gangs? Mm-hmm. Cool. So the IMDb plot summary. 
Okay. It says a gang of young people call themselves the living dead. They cool. terrorize the population of their small town. After an agreement with the devil, if they kill themselves, firmly believing in it, they will survive and gain eternal life. Whoa, that's Fol- fucking righteous. Following their leader, they commit suicide one after the other, but things don't necessarily turn out as expected. Of course they don't. Um so this film star, uh, it stars Nikki Henson and Beryl Reed. It's the final film of George Sanders, and um, who's a very uh, well-known British actor. And he has, um, uh, he's, I heard that, stupid, it's, I was going to make a KFC joke, and I, I'm already regretting it, so I'm going right. to, I apologize to me, myself, uh, and God and Jesus and, and the listeners and the listeners. Most importantly, I'm going to take some time to spend with my family in this well, in this troubling time. Um, so George Sanders um, supposedly killed himself in his hotel room after seeing a print of the film. What the fuck? And he left a note saying, "I'm so bored." What the fuck, dude? That's so scary. That shit is so scary. Okay, fuck All me. Right. So we are going to go watch Psychomania and we'll be back after the movie. If we survive. Ready to rock and roll? Ready to rock and roll. We're back. Much like the rock and rollers in Psychomania. (laughs) The the rock and roll biker. Where they they didn't really mention rock and roll a whole lot. No, that one guy had a guitar. uh, Yeah, they were. I mean, they were hippies, is what they (laughs) were, which is is the worst. But you know how where my stance is on hippies. Um, Mm. Excuse me, and my audio crimes. I'm very parched. Uh, um, but no, I'm applying. I'm, I'm personally applying. The oven just beeped. It doesn't matter. I'm personally applying the the uh, the the moniker of um, fucking. What am I trying to say? Uh, rock and rollers. Yeah, rock and roll to them. Like the things they were doing were rock and roll in a kind of like Ramones way, in uh-huh. a kind of just like yeah, in a very pointless. like seventies punk kind yeah, of way. Seventies point. Like all they did like was like cause stone. a nuisance and then <laughs> kill themselves. Spoilers. It's not. Um, yeah, so we just watched the movie Psychomania. Yep. Um, and I actually have a brief aside that I wanted to mention um, before we get into talking about this movie. Um, so we were supposed to record yesterday. and uh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, and you had I, a bad dang day yesterday, dude. <laughs> I um, went out to where I had parked my car, and it was gone. And what had happened is my car had been towed because the parking in my neighborhood is awful and some of this and some of the parking is just arbitrarily kind of becomes um it like arbitrarily becomes snow storage quote unquote um and uh they can just tow your car like immediately Uh um so i went out uh yes uh last night and uh went out to where my car was it was gone I was, you know, I looked around for a while because I was like, did I just not remember? I'm pretty sure that was where I parked, but I don't know for sure. And then I finally was just like, all right, yeah, my my car definitely got got towed. Ugh. No signs as to what towing company they use. Ugh. Um, so I like wandered around the neighborhood looking for signs. I finally see, okay, Colorado Parking is the name of the um, parking company. I go online. They are ungoogleable. They don't have a website. They have a Yelp page with uh, an average of like one and a half stars yeah they're because they're a tow yeah. company 
Can you imagine the person yeah. who positively reviews a tow <laughs> a company? Towing company. Um, so, uh, so I called them. I called Colorado Parking. Or, well, I couldn't actually, I couldn't find a phone number. I had to use the phone number that was on their Yelp page. Classic. This is like so, a Portlandia sketch about a tow company. So I. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and yet I do it anyway. Carry on. Um, so I um, called this number that's on their Yelp page, and this guy answers, and I'm pretty sure what he said was security. <laughs> and I. And I was just like, hi, um, I was trying to reach Colorado Parking Services. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, what's your location or or something like that? Like, yeah. I couldn't really understand him. And I was just like, um, well, I was just, I was trying to reach Colorado Parking. This is the number that was on their Yelp page. Is that, and he was like, oh, no, th- this isn't them. I'll give you their number. So it's like I still have no idea who this man was that yeah. I talked to. Wow. Um, and uh so he gives me the number for Colorado Parking. I call Colorado Parking. Uh, the woman is like, I'm in the middle of something. Can I call you right back? I'm just trying to find this gentleman's vehicle for him. She was very nice. Yeah. But she was just like, so I was like, okay, yes, you can call me Does back. Does your phone not have a hold button? Or? It's not. Um, so she called me back 10 minutes later. And she said, it doesn't look from my end like your HOA called us for the tow. So they must have just... They may have just towed without telling us or without asking us to put the order in. So she was like, so you need to either contact the uh, management company of your property or um, the local police because they'll have a they'll have a record of it. So I look uh, so I look for the HOA's information and all I can find is this very rude email from some woman who works for not the HOA, but like the management company that contracts with the HOA. Lots of things like parking and snow storage again, all caps. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just, just like sounds so like 16 year olds Facebook status update. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That I, well, of course, 16 year olds don't use Facebook anymore, apparently. No, but no. that's beside the point. They use TikTok um, or whatever. Yeah, so I call them. They're ours. For record, this all started at 5.15 on a Friday. Yeah. So. Again, like a Portlandia sketch mm-hmm. about a fucking tow company. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, I called the HOA. They're closed. They're going to be closed until Monday morning. And so I have to call. So I'm like, okay, I need to call the police in my town. I need to find their non-emergency number. I All I can find is a superior, it says like superior sheriff substation. So, and then it's like the substation contracts with the Boulder Sheriff's Department. Like the superior police are the Boulder County Sheriffs. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so I have to call someone in Boulder. <laughs> well, it, well I, first I call the substation. They refer me to the other number. She refers me to somebody else yeah, who course. looks up and finds, yes, my vehicle was towed. It was taken by Wyatt's Towing Company. And um, everybody I worked with uh, with during this whole exchange was perfectly pleasant, except for the passive-aggressive email, yeah, um, which was not directed at me. Uh, so I call, you know, so the police tell me Wyatt's Towing. Okay, so then I have to look up Wyatt's Towing. And find out, fortunately, they have a website that makes it really easy to find out where your car is because you can look up your license plate number. Good. So I found it, and then I call the number, and I'm just like, hey, like, I think my vehicle is at this lot. 
um, when can I get it back? And the woman is just like, well, um, it's after hours, so you'd have to make an appointment. The next available is 7.30 tonight or noon tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Which to me doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I guess the, what it is is that after hour, they're available 24-7 after hours, but you have to make an appointment so someone will drive to their lot and gotcha. open it for you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but this woman acted like I should just know that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a And I was just like, I basically business. had to be like, sorry, like, talk to me like I'm a dumb suburban white lady, because I am. Yeah, I don't know what's going on right <laughs> yeah, now, Yeah, I know, I, I was just like, hang on, I'm so sorry, how does this normally work? Because I've only ever been able to pick up my car, like, after hours. Thank God I could, because otherwise it would have cost me a lot more money to yeah. store my car there over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, two hours and $350 later, I had my car back and, um, now I only am going to park on the street and that's my story. Thank you for listening. (laughs) That sucks so bad, dude. Yeah. Only park on the street. Also, yeah. I mean, it's not bad in the summer, but you could probably rest of the six months. You could probably try to fight that in court in some capacity because like, you don't, you didn't, yeah. there was no signage, but yeah, it's, but is it worth it? Probably not. No, it's yeah. not. It's not worth my energy. Yeah. Anyway, on to this movie. Yeah. Hannah. Oh, well, I was going to say, cause oh. I had something else to say too. Um, oh, okay. just for the listener's context, the way that we're recording now so that our brains are better is that we record the intro and then we record the, the, after we watch the movie and then we record the second half. I'm said outro. It's not, I mean, yeah, but also we record the other part, like, <laughs> At least the next day. So, like, a couple of days have passed since you heard us introduce this episode. Um, so, a lot's happened since then. Like, <laughs> Wendy's car debacle. We didn't just, like, forget to bring that up at the top of the episode. <laughs> um, I was about to say to you, Wendy, off air, that something shameful about me is that um, I bought this laptop in... I'm so embarrassed. I bought this laptop in 2015. Uh, I have never... Op- uh, updated the operating system and it is now <laughs> okay. no longer supported by Mac. So I have to by Apple. So I have, I have to, um, but anyway, that's my mm-hmm. secret. Do you want to talk about psychomania now? <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I, my, um, desktop is from 2011, but have you updated the operating system? I have. Yeah. That's, that's, it's not the fact but, that I have an old computer, but what every time when your computer starts getting long in the tooth, um, when you upgrade the operating system, which sometimes you can't get around it. Yeah. Um, but it really starts to slow down. Oh, I know that. A lot. I know that's going to happen. Anyway. And that's, that's part of why I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about Psychomania. Yeah, let's talk about this movie. Hannah, what are your um, initial thoughts? Um, TBH thought this movie was boring as hell. <laughs> it was a really goddamn boring movie. Nothing really happens. Sorry, Trent. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, Trent, I respect you, and I know why. I understand why you like it. I thought nothing really happened, and the title really set me up for a lot to happen, so I think I was a little <laughs> let down by it being kind like, of like a meditative tone piece. It was a very, like, British room with a view version of an exciting movie. Yeah, it was like, the name Psychomania makes it sound like it's gonna be, like, I knew it wasn't a slasher, Mm -hmm. but makes it sound like it's gonna be a lot more, like, you know, psycho and manic (laughs) than it actually was. When in reality, there was, like, it was mostly nothing punctuated by a couple of very British 
what the, what constitutes as a high speed car chase in um, Great Britain, <laughs> I suppose, which was not an especially high speed car chase to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not not. <clears throat> excuse me, God, Dan, I'm so sorry. I've been smoking too much of that devil's lettuce. Oh, that's the timer. Do we want to check on the vegetables? Oh, yeah. Okay, the uh, the veggies have been checked on. Mm-hmm. They have been checked on They've and wrestled, and they are back in that mm-hmm. oven. I'm sure you're all relieved. <laughs> We're making Mediterranean <laughs> veggies for dinner. We're very excited. There's going to be balsamic involved. I'm a happy little Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so those are yeah. my initial thoughts, is that it was weird and boring. <laughs> but, I mean, I, okay, here's what I, 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 it's not that I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's like... I wasn't mad to be watching it. I, I enjoyed the process of watching it, partially, cause, honestly, because I enjoyed, I'm an honest person. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, like, shitting on it, <clears throat> partially. But I probably, I wouldn't watch it again in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Those are my initial You wouldn't impression. watch it, like, by yourself. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would not, like, seek out the experience of watching it again. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Uh most people in it were really hot, actually, so yeah. that was good. Um, yeah, my opinion uh, is is slightly similar, but slightly different. Sure. I would say um, this is a terrible movie, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. It's, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching at least mm-hmm. once. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was uh, very like. It was very, like, low-budget 70s stylish. Yeah, it was. And uh, the soundtrack was really good. It was, yeah. Surprisingly good. Yeah, except Um, for the hippie guitar music. (laughs) All hippie guitar music Yeah, so there's this, like, really cool, like, groovy, like, guitar jam that's the main theme of the movie. Yeah. And then, like... How does it go, Wendy? Doing the... uh, Give me one. Give me a pass. I don't remember at all. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Something it's like very, that. It's very like wowy in seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of like wah pedal. Yeah, um, or like whammy bar. Anyway, um, yeah, it had a really cool soundtrack. Except then this one scene. Um, <laughs> this dumb which, piece of shit with a guitar. Yeah. Well, so the the premise of the movie is that the leader of this bicycle gang, um, bicycle, bicycle, <laughs> motorcycle gang. <laughs> Motorcycle gang. Man, I wish they were a bicycle gang. That would have <laughs> been it. They practically were. Yeah. With those like shitty little dirt Yeah, bikes. shitty little fucking um, 70s we can, ass. We can come back to that later. Yeah. I have, I have um, some fun trivia about that. <laughs> cool. But um, he's the leader of this uh Wait, local... what about his... He's the leader of a lo- local... Oh. Yeah, he's the... Bicycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> the leader of a local bicycle gang. Motorized That's my, der- bicy- that's my derisive insult <laughs> To the motorcycles. His motorized bicycle gang. Um, his, uh, his biker gang. They're all, um, you know, like 19, 20 years old. And then his mother, he's rich. Yes, as and fuck. his mother, like, belongs to this frog-worshipping cult, cult slash, like, indigenous religion, maybe. It's never explained. It's never really how explained. How she, like what the deal is with the cult or how his mother became involved yeah. with it. But apparently his mother is involved with this cult and there's a throwaway, like, um, like the fifth business of this is that his father died mysteriously in this locked room. Yeah. And there's this whole conversation about how his father died in that room. And he goes into the room and he sees the frog God in the mirror. And then somehow from this, 
like he confronts his mother about how he can rise from the dead. Yeah, that it's possible to die and be resurrected. Yeah. Oh, his mother also it seems to be make her money by being a professional like psychic medium. She is a she is a, a psychic medium by trade. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, important. Yeah, she's doing like a séance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, she's in the cult, and also their <laughs> butler is in the cult, maybe. The butler seems clear. to be like a high priest of the cult, maybe, yeah. because at the beginning she's signing the contract with, not the beginning, but when mm-hmm. he see because he also goes back in time and sees himself as a baby, and he sees his mom, yeah, he sees oh, his yeah. mom signing this contract with uh-huh. the butler right? about God knows what, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It's a very confusing film. It's not clear. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I what, think some, the answer is no one thought about yeah, it. Yeah, some might say it's not very well-written, even. <laughs> so unclear might, as to be one almost One might even say that it's not, quote, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's not a fine example of cinema. <laughs> it's not a good movie or a decent film. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they're in this cult. His mom's in the cult, and then somehow he starts asking her about how he can rise from the dead. From that point on, the dead father is never mentioned again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the entire rest of the movie is I just... I think it's implied that the dead father was maybe like, he died researching that exact... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm giving this movie okay. too much credit, but no. I, it, it felt like that he died researching mm-hmm. this. And I think I know... Um, what it is. It's not exactly that. It's that he didn't believe enough. Yes. He hesitates. She says yeah. that he hesitates. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. that's something to rise from the dead. You have to fully believe that you're, you fully have to want to die. It's actually pretty metal. Yeah. You fully have to want to die and you have to fully believe that you're going to come back in order for it to happen, mm-hmm. which is yeah. pretty fucking hardcore. It's, it's like, and it's, this weird like movie about like perfect faith in this otherwise like bizarro like kooky shenanigans kind yeah. of dumpster fire. It's it's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the dead father is never mentioned again. Yeah, the dead father is never mentioned again. And so then Tom, the leader of the gang, goes and drives his bike off the a bridge off a bridge into and a river and dies after this, he like runs some people not off the road yeah. but he like fucks with some people after, in a after car. he's like generally behaving like a public menace yeah up to that point um, most of their like punk rockedness is just like driving their motorcycles around a public market yeah. in order <laughs> yeah, to like harass and endanger a, people like riding through a pedestrian zone to yeah. annoy people yeah to harass to and irritate other british people yeah to <laughs> harass and endanger in yeah. fairness yes yeah these are fucking those cheap ass 70s British motorcycles were probably so goddamn dangerous dude like so yeah. dangerous um so anyway they anyway so that so then Tom his, kills himself yeah he drives his motorcycle off a bridge into the river but it's okay because his gang buries him sitting on his motorcycle upright yeah and then he does come back from the he dead does come back because from the dead. he but during the scene when they bury him one of the gang members plays this really shitty, weird, like seventies-sensitive John Denver ass fucking yes. guitar song. It's shit. It's garbage. It's fart music by by butts. <laughs> and and this is the point that this whole summary so far was leading up to. Yeah, is that the music was very good except for that. Yeah. So besides that aberration, we move on to Homeboy explodes out of the grave. On, because he was buried with this motorcycle, mm-hmm. he like, they're like, oh no, Tom's dead. His hot girlfriend. Can we, let's take a second to do who's the hottest. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> his androgynous David Bowie ass girlfriend is so hot. 
I was really into her. She's very hot, and but so is he. So is he. They're he, he's both. wearing. They're both like they're like a very hot androgynous seventies couple, seventies rocker couple. And who did his, he look like? He looked like a little bit like a like a member of Oasis, like a Gallagher brother, but hot. Okay. Did he? No. Hold Somebody on. else looked like a Gallagher brother. Brother, but hot. I have to. Kai's here. Hi, Kai. That was that sound you heard. Saw. Um, I need to look up this man. Really quick. Psychomania. Ah, I typed in a P and the first thing that came oh. up was Pornhub.com. That's all I use <laughs> um, my fucking laptop for. Uh, Nikki Henson. Is Iggy Pop. Thank you, Kai. Iggy Pop. Thank you, Kai. We don't need the internet. We have Kai. Kai. Thank you, Kai. Thanks, Kai. Thank you. This has been our segment called Thank You, Kai. <clears throat> Wherein Kai texts me to the answer of a question I was about to Google <laughs> because I forget I could just ask them. <laughs> anyway. They're both really hot. He yeah, looks like Iggy Pop like and she Iggy looks Pop. like Bowie. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Alad Insane, but like the fucking, the, she looks she like has orange. Kinda, mo- she has, has kind of like the space mullet. She does. She mm-hmm. has orange uh, fucking mullet. I'm really high. Sorry. She has orange Bowie mullet hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to the she- shock of none of our listeners. I'm very stoned. <laughs> it's my day off. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, they're she's really hot. He's really hot. They're both very hot. Yeah. Um, his leather pants. God, yeah. I forgot about the leather pants. His look is that's the only thing, the aesthetic of this film, in terms of, except for that hippie bullshit. Yeah. The, the aesthetic of this film is so fire. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Both Bowie Girl wears either like hot, like Canadian tuxedo motorcycle clothes or um like, like 70s silhouette, like like mod imagine, dresses. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and Homeboy wears like leather pants almost the entire film. Like very tight, very shiny leather pants. Unbelievable like leather legit, pants. Legit Enviable le- the, leather pants. The, I mean, like, I'm vegan, but. Well, yeah, you could think it'd be vegan leather. You can make it out of hemp leather or whatever. One could. My vegan Doc Martens are holding up very well. Nice. I'm going to knock up, gently knock on some wood after I said that. <laughs> That's the that's my play. If we're playing, who's the hottest? My mm-hmm. hottest is the girlfriend. Okay, is your hottest yeah. Tom or the girlfriend? Th- hmm, it's oh god, it's so close. I I don't know if I could pick. It could um, be both. I'm gonna, I think I might say Tom, but otherwise it could be both. them as a couple. Yeah, I think yeah, them as a couple. I okay. think is my uh, my hottest. Although, um, honorable mention to Jane and her awesome fake lashes. Oh yeah, she's Jane. Great. She's fucking after. Um, after Tom dies, it, she's the one who's like, um, who's like, I'm the leader now. Yeah. And she's also like, hell yeah, let's fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom comes back from the grave and um, he comes back and, and his girlfriend is up. They, so basically his body disappears. Bowie is distraught. And, um, everyone's distraught. They're just like someone dug up Tom and stole his motorcycle. We've got to like go kick the ass of whoever that was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And meanwhile, Tom is like in a pub nearby, um, drinking and flirting with girls, and then he just snaps and strangles a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, I think five people. So I think the implication is that once you rise from the dead, you're evil, kind yeah. of like in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's Pet Cemetery, but with boring seventies people <laughs> and not a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's no. like, it's like pet cemetery, but much less upsetting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, I would describe this movie as not particularly upsetting. It's not the only upsetting moment, which mm-hmm. was also my biggest spook by uh-huh. default was, uh, when he is strangling that screaming woman to death. Yeah. That was a little, 
too real for me. That was mm-hmm. a little close to real dangers I think about for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, for some reason, you know, that's a big fear of mine. But for some reason, that scene didn't get me. And I think it's because the choking acting was so bad. Oh, it was really bad. Like, no. Like, the, the, like the where his hands were, he was basically just like giving shaking her, a shoulder her by massage. the shoulder like yeah. visibly shaking her by the shoulders mm-hmm. no it was more the scream itself okay uh in the situation i wasn't i wasn't upset by mm-hmm. it it was just the closest yeah. thing to an upsetting gotcha. moment Mo- uh, yeah i think i agree that's probably this like film the had. most upsetting um because even when you when you see him drive off the bridge it's from far away. Yeah. Most upsetting, biggest spook can also be most upsetting. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're going to be different things. Yeah. This movie, I don't think had any spooks. It wasn't mm-hmm. spooky. No, it wasn't spooky. I'd say um, my best candidate for biggest spook um, would be the ending, actually. What happens in which the we'll end? Which we'll get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, um... He rises uh, from the dead. Yeah, so he rises She's from the dead. He's upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... Uh, so and then he finally he meets up with them and they're just and at first they don't believe it's him and then he they think it's an imposter they because, think it's an imposter because yeah. somebody sneaks around back of him uh-huh. meets Wad or whatever they also have really silly biker yes. names one of them it's meet, not Meet Wad that's yeah. from Aqua Teen Hunger Force it's it's meat it has meat in it. One's it like does. broken yeah. arm and one's like me and one the one's just like it and one of them one's like hatchet and one's meat. one is like Neville or some nerd shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he like doesn't pick, have a name. It's like you get to pick, not all of them have a nickname, mm-hmm. but at least the ones that don't have a nickname have a cool name. Like uh-huh. I don't know, like a normal name, but mm-hmm. one of them has like a nerd Jane, ass name. Abby and Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them has like a nerd ass name and he just chose like Cyril to, or something. Yeah, it's or... like it's like it's not <laughs> Cooper, but it has a Cooper energy. Um and that's uh that's what he decided. He could have yeah. changed his name to anything to Hatchet, and he mm-hmm. chose to keep fucking <laughs> Neville or whatever. whatever. Yeah, um, gosh, Nigel maybe. The... No, Nigel's better than Neville. Maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway, what? I'm trying to remember the, the meat something like meat, meat bag or stuff. Meat hey, sack. Hey, Kai. <laughs> they might be in the VR zone. We'll ask them That's later. Okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, because we're not allowed to Google, That's I almost right. googled it earlier. I, I almost broke the rules. Kai saved us. Kai did save us from our it own sins. It was such sins. a close. We call. were going to resurrect and become evil and murder a bunch of people. Because here's the other thing. So homeboy, here's how you find this out. Homeboy sneaks around back of Tom mm-hmm. because they think he's an imposter because he won't uh-huh. take his fucking helmet off. Right. Because he's being a drama queen. Yeah. He's a that's bitch. the other thing about this guy, about this main character, Tom, is that he's extremely dramatic. Yeah. In a very like unearned phantom of the opera tragic yes like, it absolutely kind is. of way uh maybe less phantom of the opera more the room <laughs> 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 less less phantom of the opera more tommy wiseau yeah. tommy wiseau bit. as the phantom of the opera <laughs> he like only talks to his mom while he's ballroom dancing with her it's really fucking <laughs> yeah. weird it's super fun this movie's so yeah, funny like he ballroom dances with his mom at least twice while he's having like a serious conversation with her like mm-hmm. that's his like shtick as like a yeah. villain so so homeboy like sneaks a, around back of hero slash villain yeah uh of imposter tom mm-hmm. and he stat he literally stabs him in the back he knifes him he shanks him uh-huh and uh tom is like fine uh-huh. and that's how you learn that yeah, and when then he, he takes his helmet off yeah and that's how you learn when you re- you come back from the dead you're immortal now you can't be killed mm-hmm. except except you'll find out later by how mm-hmm. so so they um, find out they're immortal so they find out and so tom, tom says Simone. 
what you know once you die once nothing like nothing can hurt you or so- yeah. something like that Some bullshit. and that's when jane says well what are we waiting for <laughs> jane like immediately it's, my fa- it's was it's my favorite moment in this movie is like he's just like hey if you kill yourself with like like you can rise from the dead and be immortal and she's just like fuck yeah i'm on board let's Hot do it right diggity now. damn um which i mean why not <laughs> Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, if you have the proof that it exists, exists except they find out it's there, it makes you evil. But mm-hmm. also, Jane doesn't seem to especially care because she seemed like she was kind of off the rails in the first place. Yeah. So she was like, gun- J- J- who's the what's the girlfriend's name? Abby. 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 That's right. It's a mm-hmm. hot lesbian name. Mm-hmm. And she's a hot lesbian, even if she's not a lesbian <laughs> in this film. She's got a mullet. She wears Canadian tuxedos. Mm-hmm. She could be bisexual. That's true. Her name's Abby. So Mm -hmm. she's a hot sapphic, I will say. (laughs) I'm sorry to erase. uh, I'm sorry for the erasure. Um, She, uh, I just think that's a lesbian. The haircut itself, I think, is a lesbian haircut. It's very like, um, imagine like if Tegan and Sarah were from the 70s. (laughs) And redheads. Yes, that's what Abby looks like. That is kind of what Abby looks like. Which, Mm -hmm. is that not? She's like a more femme Tegan and Sarah, but like the haircut. Is that not David Bowie? That fair. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Bowie is Tegan and Sarah from the 70s, but more femme. Yeah, David Bowie is absolutely first. more femme than Tegan and Sarah. Um, so anyway, they're immortal. Jane doesn't care. Oh, Abby's the only one who's a little... A, a lot of the other boys just seem like stupid meatheads, so they mm-hmm. don't really question it because they're like, whatever, mate. Uh-huh. That was not anything. Yeah. All right, cool, blimey. Why don't we go kill ourselves? <laughs> And they um, do it. But J- Abby's the only one who's like, um, maybe not, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's... Abby's the only one, like, maybe we should think this through. Maybe there are unforeseen consequences to this. Uh-huh. She's the... F- she's she's the, f- the one who's um reasonable. She's the final girl. She's mm-hmm. the voice of reason. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. So... Um, <laughs> what a bunch of it, so they all, they all start um, killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um... Jane, oh, Jane has a boyfriend also. Does she? Yes, because he dies and she doesn't. Okay. He, he I guess I didn't, I didn't pick up that he Maybe was her boyfriend. Maybe they weren't boyfriends. Maybe I just remember that. Mm-hmm. I thought I they did, were boyfriends. They, they rode together. Um, off the... Yes. So Jane and one of the other guys. Um, oh, so the, what ensues is a spectacular sequence of... It's, like the, it's the best part of this movie. Of buck wild dangerous stunt work and you know it was super dangerous because it was the goddamn 70s mm-hmm. and this movie was clearly extremely low budget so some some bananas dangerous and very cool stunt work happens while they uh, mm-hmm. a sequence where they all kill themselves right um so gene and one of the other guys go first and they, they i think they also drive off a bridge or something like that Meh. anyway but yeah um, and then they pull a stunt where they steal Jane's body out of her co- both of the bodies out of the coffins. Yeah. And then it's at her funeral with her family and her parents are just like, we want to look at her one last time. And they yeah. open up the coffin That's and it's right. empty and everyone freaks out. Ah. Um, and then, uh, so then Jane and Tom go and meet Abby and try and be like, hey, you should do this. It's really cool. Yeah. We're having a one blast. The, but the, the guy who Jane killed yeah. himself killed yes. herself and with, with they, he and then they have believe. to explain to her because he died yeah that he hesitated. he hesitated at the last second and so he's not coming back yeah and that womp, womp. this seems to give abby more and more misgivings yeah she's like yeah no she's shit, like not, I know this she's like the least idea. nihilistic of the bunch yeah she she actually <laughs> um, cares about shit she mm-hmm. just got roped in yep. with a bad 
crow. Uh, then the uh, one of the guys, the guitar guy, jumps out of a window and like lands on a police officer. That's right, because what he does is he like breaks into an apartment uh-huh. and then the car or something. He does no, something. No, he's to- just like he just he parks his motorcycle illegally. Right, and a and cop comes up and is and is trying to t- ticket it. And then he's like yells from like an eleventh story window. He's like, "Hey, that's my bike!" And he and uh, <laughs> then the he, cop was just like, well, "I don't know what to tell you. You can't park here." Well, it's the like, cop says, cop- "Come down here," and he oh, says, "Oh, he says okay, okay," and he jumps out the window and lands on the sidewalk and dies. <laughs> he he resurrects. Yes, he resurrects. One guy. Puts a bunch of chains and cinder blocks on himself. Mm-hmm. Breeze blocks, as yes. they call them in <laughs> England. And I know that because of that Alt-J song. And he drowns himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how they fucking did that one safely. Uh-huh. They must have divers, like, ready to go mm-hmm. under the water. Because um, you watch him throw himself in with yeah. the chains. And those are real chains. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, My favorite was Hatchet. And I remember him because he looks like kind of like Meatloaf. Uh-huh. But he just reminds me of uh, Meatloaf's character in Rocky Horror. And he, uh, like, parks his bike on the side of a traffic bridge and then, mm-hmm. like, salutes and just flops off oh, the front yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then Jane tries to, like, smother herself or poison her. She Abby. Po- Abby, Abby takes a bunch of pills. She tries to poison um, herself. And That's writes, right. like, a note to her mother. Mm-hmm. But she survives and she wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, not, like, undead survives. Like, no, actually, she actually just yeah, she doesn't survives, die. Survives, yeah. Um, and then, uh, the four dead boys break out of the morgue and it's really Yeah, funny. that's right. It is very funny. They're um, all in the morgue together in these refrigerators yeah. and then they, ki- they kill all the police or whatever that are in mm-hmm. there and then leave. Yeah. Also, what's the name of their gang? They have, their gang has a name. I think they're called the Living Dead. Oh yeah, that's right. They yeah. are called the Living mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, that's they're right. called the that's Living right. Right. Dead. That's right. Um. They're really low budget. Seven yeah. of these jackets. Yeah. Um. So then they, they try to like, yeah, they try to trap. Um, oh, they someone. also, they're on a killing spree also yeah. is the thing. They've just gone around now that they're immortal. The thing they choose to do with that is go around and just like cause chaos and kill people. At one point mm-hmm. they hit a baby with a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, you forgot about that. They hit a pram with a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they're sort of up to. Jane and somebody else, Tom, they slash that fucking truck's tires oh, and yeah. like send it off that's a bridge. Right. And then the, then the truck bursts into flames <laughs> for no reason. That's so right. The whole truck immediately just goes up in flames. Yeah, that's what they spent like. all their budget on. <laughs> that one scene. It was yeah. clearly all spent on the stunt work mm-hmm. and not on the writing or acting. <laughs> it's pretty poorly acted. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Abby's pretty good at the horror acting at the mm-hmm. end. The, the screaming existential terror uh-huh. acting. But she, they're not good at really the anything else. None mm-hmm. of them are. Right. That's okay. They don't need to be. They're here to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Not to be good at acting. <laughs> <laughs> so they try, um, they get the, the gang back yeah, together. So they get the gang back together. Um, and but none of them know that Abby is. None of them know that Abby is not dead. Yeah, because they broke um, her out of the hospital or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, they broke, so they, the cops were trying to set up a sting where they right. would pretend they were put Abby on the um, right, on table, the more, I think. More on table, the yeah. more table, and then, but then all the four dudes like resurrected and yeah. like killed the coroner and yes, and then chaos ensued, which was hilarious. It's a hilarious scene where like the coroner is like start getting ready to start an autopsy, and he hears a knock, <laughs> and the guy is knocking from inside yeah. the corpse freezer, and they look over and, and the he guy's just kind of like, like oh my god, with yeah. a pleasant little smile. <laughs> 
And then they kill him. Yeah. Then they kill a bunch of people. A bunch of other bullshit happens. Mm-hmm. They, like, ride their motorcycles into the police station. Oh, yeah. That's how... Yeah, that was earlier. Anyway. Doesn't really matter. On. A bunch of shit <laughs> happens in no particular order that doesn't mm-hmm. matter until something happens where the mom the mom wants to stop the chaos. Mm-hmm. So two things are happening simultaneously. On, on the one end, mm-hmm. uh, this is the closest thing this movie has to tension. Right. On the one end, they're all... The gang, the living mm-hmm. dead, are in their... Oh, they have this little, like, mini Stonehenge where they mm-hmm. congregate. Yeah, it's so like they, they hang out at this site. little place that's called yeah. this monolith site that's called the Seven Witches. Yeah, and it has like a mythology about these witches with magic gone bad and they turn mm-hmm. to stone. So that's happening over there and they're trying to like peer pressure Abby into actually into killing, killing herself. herself um, because they find out she's not dead because she won't do some crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the mom, meanwhile, is talking to the but just has kind of a like conversation with the mm-hmm. butler where she's like, I need to stop this madness. We have to... I have to give up my power or something. And so the butler's like, are you sure? And so just in time, she like breaks the contract or something. So she turns into a frog. Mm -hmm. All of the magic is broken Uh somehow, which means all of the bike people are no longer resurrected because somehow that was tied to frog magic, which was Mm -hmm. tied to the mom's contract with the butler. None of this is explained (laughs) at all. (laughs) And I'm actually shocked I remember this much about it. I was apparently paying a lot more attention than I thought I was. (laughs) Um, and then all of what should happen in the Stonehenge, but all of the motorcycle people turn to stone. It's a really cool, um, like camera effect. It is actually. They sort of turn, it's like they turn to earth they like turn to mud like yeah. dried mud is what they look like and then they turn and then into they turn to stone yeah like and these weird abstract 70s sculptures mm-hmm. and then they which gradually change to resemble the other rocks on the site yes i haven't i didn't set a timer for the second half of the veggies by the way have you been monitoring how long it's been sure haven't okay okay don't worry everybody the veggies are still fine the veggies are still fine um, you can uh, hang up that call to 911. <laughs> Everything's okay. And can I say, they smell delicious. It does smell very good. So good. Um, what were we talking about? So we were, we're at the end, they turned to stone. Oh, the right. They turned to stone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this is the p- only part where Abby's acting is kind of good because mm-hmm. her, like I said, her horror acting, she screams blood curdlingly the entire time mm-hmm. it's happening. Yeah, she just her like, hot boyfriend is turning into like a mud, like yeah. a mud doll. After like she shot doll. him a whole bunch, even though she knew yes, it wouldn't do any she, good. Yes, she shot him a lot with the revolver. And then, and then kind of uh, went for her the movie's over and pretty much. The, the cops come. There's not a lot of resolution, and it kind of just mm-hmm. fades to black. Honestly, uh-huh. it just a screen comes. Doesn't a screen come up that says the end, and then it's so. over? I think maybe it's a it's a it's a meditative and thoughtful piece. <laughs> Certainly not because they weren't good enough writers to know how to end the film, right? Um, but the the uh, um, so that's the, the movie. The, that's yeah. The, that's that's psychomania. And the effect. Um, what I wanted to say. The effect of the end with the gang all turning to, sp- to stone, I think that might be my best candidate for biggest spook. I agree. I kind of forgot about it because it is kind of mm-hmm. horrifying. Mm-hmm. It is pretty yeah, horrifying. That was definitely when I watched it the first time. Um, I, that's what really caught me and me and I was just like whoa was it is like pretty disturbing cool yeah, yeah yeah it's they clearly spent all of their budget and acting energy and directing energy on that one scene <laughs> so Wendy you want to tell us some stuff about yeah uh, so we're gonna get into just some general trivia about the movie um 
So Nikki Henson played um, Tom Latham, the main character. Latham? Latham? I have no idea. I don't remember how they pronounced it. Um, He took the role because he loved motorcycles. And the script called for, are you ready for this? Yeah. Eight, quote, chopped hog Harley Davidsons. (laughs) And he was just like, fuck yeah. Like, I totally want to be in this movie. And then he gets to set. And all they have are these dinky little dirt bikes. Which had all been... Bought secondhand <laughs> and were falling apart. They basically I'm had sure eight mechanics working around the clock just to keep the bikes operational. Yeah, it would have and been so cheaper Nikki to Hansen just like turns, buy more expensive bikes yeah, for the film. To, he takes one look at them and he turns to one of the crew and he says, "Like, where are the Harley Davidsons?" And the one guy is like, "You must be kidding! <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> That's so funny. Um, He uh, also thought that the film was terrible, and he decided to be in it because he thought nobody would ever see it. Uh. Because in the 70s, they had no idea that bad movies would go on to come out on DVD and become cult classics. Yes, yeah, they had no clue. So, um... And, uh... Nikki Henson's stunt double was also injured three times, at least. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. In the making of this movie. Yeah, the stunts were, uh... Like I said, pretty reckless, yeah. one might say. <laughs> to turn a phrase. Yeah, to turn a phrase. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned at the top that um, George Sanders, who played the butler, um, whose name I can't remember, uh, Seward, something like that? It doesn't matter. I can't remember. Um, he, we had trouble understanding. There weren't any... Um, uh, subtitles. subtitles available for this movie. So sometimes we had we struggled to understand the proper names. <laughs> yes, of what they... Um, and it, I mean, not like it mattered, yeah. but they, with anyway. their English accents and yeah. what have you. But the... Uh, so uh, George Sanders pa- played the butler, and like George Sanders... George, speech impediment. George Sanders, I think, was in like Rebecca. He was in a bunch of other like really, like very like highbrow, like good movies like um in in hollywood and in britain i'm Uh I'm pretty sure Uh um during that kind of period where like the mid-atlantic accent was in vogue the Um, mid-atlantic accent see mm -hmm. when everybody in movies all talked like this um that kind yeah that kind of like Catherine hepburn yeah Um, yeah yeah that's more the mid-atlantic so he was um he did really have like a serious acting career and then this was the last movie he was in and um supposedly he saw as i said he saw a print of this movie and then went back to his hotel room wrote a note that said i'm so bored and killed himself wow yeah i mean it's a pretty boring movie (laughs) not really worth uh killing yourself over but it's pretty goddamn boring Can I rate, can I rank the movies? Can I rate them? Sure. Since I'm seeing them for the first time. I need to come up with a ranking system. I really mm-hmm. b- b- uh, uh, barreled into that one. Um, I would give this this movie uh, five out of ten stars because the actors were hot and it was fun to shit on. It's six out of ten stars. Six mm-hmm. out of ten motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six out of ten frog amulets. Oh yeah, I forgot about the frog amulet. Six. I guess you had to have the frog amulet on your body, maybe, to be resurrected. I, I don't, don't think that was true. That it that wasn't was clear. It was only with him. Like they, the frog amulet they put was the never. The frog amulet on someone else, though. I just can't remember. 
who it was. Yeah. The frog amulet appeared a couple of times. It was it very ugly and looked like some something a Girl Scout made at summer camp. It absolutely did. And it was like used inconsistently enough that the mechanic of the frog amulet was completely Yeah, they, there was just, there was a frog amulet There was amulet no decision around. made about the frog amulet. Um, oh, uh, the, the thing that I wanted to say about, um, no, we already covered that um, Nikki's, or not Nikki, <laughs> Nikki's the actor's name, that Tom's uh, father... Um, killed himself but hesitated so he wasn't able to be resurrected. Yeah, it wasn't able yeah. to be resurrected. Okay. And the frog amulet maybe has something to do with that. Again, completely maybe. unclear. Yeah, it's it's not. I would give this uh, movie zero stars for clarity. <laughs> zero out of ten stars for yeah. clarity. It's a triumph of style over substance. Yes. Oh my god, those vegetables are starting to smell so goddamn good. We should start wrapping this bad boy <laughs> yeah, up so we can this prepare. Yeah, bad boy up. So do we, I think we covered most of our regular segments. We covered Biggest Spook. We covered um, Who's the Hottest. So Hannah, who did you think was the worst actor? All of them. All of them? All of them. Uh, honestly, it's kind of an indistinguishable mass to me <laughs> because they were all really bad. Um, so I don't have any particular, like, I can't distinguish the acting of one of them enough to mm-hmm. remember who was the worst actor other than that they were all quite bad. Do you have any mm. thoughts? Um, <laughs> He's going to nod <laughs> in an audio um, medium. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, our next episode will be all in sign language. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to um, be a silent episode. I am also, it's, it's so hard to choose because there's so many good options yeah. for this superlative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think I might have to say, um, Jane. She was really just bad. to pick someone. But they yeah. were all they were all doing this incredibly stylized bad acting, so it just sort of worked. You know, it's it worked like, is a strong is it, a strong You know, it worked for it being a bad cult movie that's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a contribution to yes. the cultness of yes. the film. Um, Absolutely. But wor- working would be a, a strong descriptor mm-hmm. for um that acting, I think, personally. Yeah. All right. It works for me. That's fair. That's yeah, I think I'll fair. say it works for me. That's the, totally fair. Because the bad acting, it's it's pretty equally bad, and it's also bad in consistently similar ways among all the actors. And That's so fair. it kind of just vibes. It's like, okay. I, be- I believe in this universe <laughs> where... People acted like this in the 70s. Yeah, this is how people act like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It, this movie does vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe. Um yeah, uh, so thank you so much to Listener Trent yeah, for thanks. recommending this. Um, I personally really enjoyed it, so thanks. I enjoyed watching um, it, Trent, and I don't judge you because <laughs> I don't think it's a very good movie. Just being honest. Just I'm an honest, I'm an honest sort. Um, thanks to you for listening, and thanks for being patient with us as we have went on accidental sadness hiatus and are now back hopefully to somewhat consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, we have social media. You should follow it. It's on Instagram and Facebook at no exit podcast. Uh, you can email us at no exit podcast at gmail.com with your recommendations or your what have you. Um, you can like, and subscribe to us wherever you get to your podcast or the equivalent of whatever those things are. If you listen to us on Apple podcasts, we would love a review. If you listen to us on Spotify, just do whatever, follow, subscribe, whatever it is you do on Spotify. I mostly listen to podcasts on Apple clearly. Not for any reason. I just do. Anyway, thanks to Chew Travel Kit for our theme song. You can check them out at travel underscore kit underscore music 
on the internet, and you can check them playing at Rhinoceropolis on oh, yeah. March 11th in Denver. Beloved DIY space, Rhinoceropolis. Wendy, do you have anything um, else? Um, no, I think that covers it. So, Hannah, do you have any advice to close the show with? Um, remember, kids, investigate. Just don't give in to peer pressure. Just do some investigation when your friends tell you that if you kill yourself, you'll come back and be immortal because you might find out with a little bit of research that you're going to be evil. And don't turn out the lights. Goodbye. Goodbye.